You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. Coming up this hour, my friend uh, Chris Salcedo, who is a TV host on Newsmax, also is... uh, Somebody I respect greatly, and his commentary on Newsmax is uh, is powerful. His radio show's awesome, and he's going to talk to us at the bottom of the hour in about the last 24 hours. I was on his uh, TV show yesterday. That was kind of fun. And then uh, the feces hit the fan, is like I say. The, uh, the feces has hit uh, the fan with regard to Alvin Bragg. And I'll say what I did at the very beginning of the show, that uh, Democrats, leftists never understand, I guess to some degree, irony. Um, frequently, they have these idiotic climate summits, and uh, it always is, uh, there's inclement weather. They always say there's global warming, and there ends up being a massive snowstorm. I think it's God's way of saying, you're an idiot. Uh, you know, same thing with California. The drought, 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 fires, climate change. Now in uh, the Sierra Nevada, is 58 feet of snow, which has completely filled up the reservoirs. God's answer. God's saying, yeah, you know, really, you think, you think really that you're going to use drought as uh, ammo to pass a uh, an ungodly and awful and stupid and controlling and communistic uh, climate uh, change uh, agenda? Do you think so? I'm going to go ahead and dump some snow on you. You know, because that's how I've been doing it since I created you. You know, I'm not meaning to make this all about religion today, but but honestly, uh, the Democrats do step in it, and they stepped in it this time. And and I don't know if it was accidental or intentional, but I'm going to tell you, it wasn't a smart move. Indict Donald Trump the week of Easter. Eh, is that a good move? Is that a good move, considering that the Democrat Party is bedded down with uh, uh, converting children into the opposite sex and giving them cross, uh, giving them puberty blockers and uh, radical uh, mutilative surgery and dividing our children on race and uh, shutting down our country because of COVID with lies and destroying our children's lives with COVID and sexualizing children and abortion up to birth? Really? Are you sure you want to indict this guy who's the opposite of that the week of Easter? I'm not thinking this is going to end well. They're not not thinking it's going to end well. (laughs) So I come to the microphone today, uh, and I I know there's much to be um, worried about, but I'm not going to be scared. I'm not going to be scared. We can't be scared. We've got to fight. We weren't scared when we got into World War II. We weren't scared when we uh, fought for the Union. We weren't scared when our founders signed the Declaration of Independence in big, bold signatures so they would tell the crown they were willing to die for what they believed in. And they won. So I am not going to be scared. Now we know who we are up against. Now we know the depths that they're willing to go to to make the country something else. You may think this started uh, recently. This happened. It's the class of 1968. And the first real progeny of that class is Barack Obama. He is an acolyte, and he is bringing this to the table. It was the plan. So now we know this. Now we know this. Now we can fight. How about that? I think it's kind of good. I think it's a good thing. Oh, by the way, uh, Donald Trump will be the first president to be arrested since uh, the uh, 19th century. That's the 1800s for you uh, Democrats. Uh, Ulysses S. Grant was collared for going too fast on his horse. I, I wish I were joking. 
Donald Trump will become the first U.S. president since Ulysses S. Grant to be arrested after the uh, Manhattan Grand Jury voted to indict him on uh, these uh, fake charges next week during Easter week. Uh, first president uh, to be put in handcuffs. We'll see if the Secret Service or the New York PD will allow that to happen. Uh, Ulysses S. Grant was pulled over for speeding in his horse and buggy. It was a traffic violation. Maybe we should get Joe Biden uh, running a traffic cam in Washington, D.C. The 18th president was pulled over by a police officer in 1876 with uh, Officer William West telling him, uh, duty is my is duty, sir, and I will have to place you under arrest. A mother and child were reportedly injured by a joyrider, and the police discovered <clears throat> the president was one of the, among the reckless riders in the area. This is like uh, the 1800s version of Fast and the Furious, apparently. Grant was reportedly a notorious speed demon who had uh, previously been warned about his high speed and claimed that he didn't know he was going too fast. I mean, was this before speed limit signs, I guess? I don't know. Whatever. While his buggy did not have a speedometer, it was the second time he was caught racing around the roads in the Capitol and ultimately paid a $20 fee and walked free. So I thought you should know that. <laughs> Donald Trump Jr., I'm going to play a little audio from the Trump family because they've gone through um, a hell of a lot. Oh, and then coming up, i got something pretty interesting. Did you realize that the uh, Congress pays hush money? Uh, lots and lots of hush money. Did you know that? Literally, there's money set aside for Congress to shut up people for sexual harassment. I, I'm, I'm not kidding. So as Donald Trump is being uh, indicted for nonsense, saying that he paid hush money... Uh, he actually did a non-disclosure agreement, which is very common. And Alvin Bragg is twisting it into some sort of campaign finance uh, charge. It's nonsense. But our Congress does it. They do. I've got details coming up on that. This is Donald Trump Jr. right after he found out yesterday his father was going to be indicted. All right. Hold on one second. One more time. Here we go. Well, guys, uh, I guess I got some news about 10, 15 minutes ago. Uh, this interview tonight is actually a really good one uh, with my friend Joe Kent, a hero, a war hero, uh, a fighter, a gold star husband, uh, all-around badass. But uh, we actually taped it like two hours ago, a couple hours ago, because he was in town, and I was like, hey, I'm going to help you with a fundraiser. All right, let's, let's get do to whatever the meat and potatoes here. I believe we... Stalin, uh, Pol Pot... It would make them blush. It's so flagrant. It's so crazed. When even like the radical leftists of the Washington Post are out there saying, it's not really based on facts. It's not really based on the law. It's not really based in reality. But it's 100% based on politics. When your enemies are saying that, it's got to tell you everything you need to know right now about where we are as a country. Amen. And uh, once we use the uh, the <clears throat> election, or I should say the uh, the Justice Department to go after political enemies funded by enemies of the country, George Soros, absolutely an enemy of the country, needs to be investigated, needs to be before he dies, uh, which, uh, God willing, will not take forever. Uh, you know, nothing, uh, you know, but evil people, you know, I'm not going to pray for him. Uh, anyway, here is Eric. 
Eric Trump. And Eric Trump offered a heartfelt um, appeal to the American people after seven years of nonsense, of uh, subpoenas, of torture, of humiliation, of uh, targeting of uh, their family for political views. I want you to listen to some of Eric Trump because I think it's really powerful stuff. What's well, spot on, but my father's only crime was winning the 2016 election, Sean. That's all it was. And you know, it's funny, the professor wrote a great book, but I lived that book every single day. From the time my father went down that escalator, we got subpoena after subpoena. We would have people like Alvin Bragg and Letitia James and so many others go out and campaign on the promise to take down a person, not knowing anything about them, not knowing anything about the family. You have Letitia James who's out there, I'm going to go after his family, I'm going to sue the hell out of the man. I mean, this is these people are evil, they're wicked. And it's why people have lost trust in the system of the United States of America. This is third world tactics. Now, you have Hunter Biden that has, you know, crap pictures on his laptop. You have Bill Clinton who was paying Paula Jones $850,000. You have Bill Clinton who was diddling interns in the White House in the Oval Office. You have Hillary Clinton who was deleting 33,000 emails while under congressional subpoena. And no one says a damn thing about any of those people. But when my father is leading by 35% in the polls, and they know he's going to be the guy that Joe Biden will ultimately, or whoever the Democrat is going to be, will ultimately run against. It's kind of funny that Hillary Clinton paid $113,000 to the FEC for her involvement in uh, the, uh, the, uh, the dossier to throw the 2016 election. She just paid the fine, and they moved on. Here's more from Eric Trump. They will do anything to take the man out of the race. They will do anything that they can to imprison the man. They will do anything they can to harass his family, to imprison all of us. They've showed their cards time yes. and time again. Thank you. Again, Sean, we didn't get so much as a speeding ticket before my father went into no. office. And this is But Ulysses S. Grant did. How they treat us every single day. And this is a city, I spent a lot of time in Europe, that is falling apart. I went into literally CVS the other day, and you can't buy Tylenol because it's locked behind these glass counters because there's so much theft and there's so much looting, there's so much homelessness and crime, but yet their attention is going after Donald Trump. Little girls are getting shot in the middle of Times Square. And you know what they're doing? They're going after Donald Trump. Give yeah. me a break. There you go. They're once again stepping over the average person to get to their political goals, stepping over the bodies. That's what they do. That's what they do. And one more clip from uh, Eric Trump last night. Americans are so smart, Sean. I've seen this over the last six years. I've been on the campaign trail. They're so smart. And I have to say, my father is the toughest person I've ever met before. I speak to him right before the show, and he is just... He's a rock. He's a fighter. He's a rock. He'll fight this all the way, and we will absolutely win it. It's, it's no question about it. But Americans see people like you know Soros paying $1 million to get Alvin Bragg elected, and then this guy's going out and doing this guy's you know dirty work. People get it. Yeah. You have women, again, who are getting thrown in front of subway trains in New York. You have homelessness that's rampant. You have crime that's rampant. People don't care about this issue. They know exactly what this is. Again, these people campaigned on video. On video saying that they were going to do this as soon as they got elected. Alvin Bragg brags about when he was in the attorney general's office, that he went after my father a hundred times. He's so proud of that. You know, that was their calling card. This was their mission. This is what they promised their donors. This is what they promised Soros that they would do. It's why they received the big checks. And it's exactly why the American people have lost total faith in the system. People are sick and tired of it. They see the weaponization of politics. All right, let, let's let's just say this. How about this? How about you want to play this game? How about every political campaign from here on out? The only campaign issue that is brought up is your desire and your ability to use the force of government to indict 
your opponent. That's the only reason. So if you got a, a Democrat running for uh, governor of a state, your goal as his opponent is to say, I will use the power of my office to destroy this person's life by creating fake charges and using the justice system in a very corrupt fashion. How's that sound to you? Does that sound cool to you? Oh, don't worry. It's just Donald Trump. Really? There's a precedent, kids. It's a precedent. And this is kind of interesting. While uh, Congress, the Democrats and rhinos are being silent on this, since 1997, the official uh, the Office of Congressional Workplace Rights has paid out $18 million to settle 291 cases of workplace disputes for Congress, the Capitol Police, the architect of the Capitol, and the library. This secret slush fund, the hashtag MeToo slush fund, to secretly pay off victims of sexual harassment reports surfaced when then-Representative John Con years from Michigan negotiated a secret settlement with a female staffer who accused him of sexual misconduct and the 88 year old resigned from Congress. Until June of fiscal year 2018, two senators' offices and five House members' offices had claims filed against them. Sixteen employees were paid a total of uh, $600,000 in settlements. Twenty claims were filed. Sixteen appear to have been filed by protected class under sex, gender, pregnancy, three under national origin, four under disability, and six under race and color. After 23 years and $18 million of payouts from the Workplace Rights Office, it seems like taxpayers might want to know, uh, uh, have the right to know some more details. How about that? So while they're saying that uh, Donald Trump did a payoff using campaign funds, Congress has been doing this to cover their asses for years. And I'm going to tell you, the, one of the, the year that I started writing for Rush Limbaugh was the year that we discovered, and those of you who are millennials or Gen Z, you won't remember, but the United States Congress had their own bank in the Capitol, and they could write checks and take money out of accounts where there was no money, and they never had to pay it back. That was 33, 34 years ago, and now this. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. FBI, DHS, IRS, CDC, HHS, all complete BS. It's The Rob Carson Show. And a good Friday to you. Although next Friday is Good Friday, and the Democrat Party, <laughs> out of uh, sheer ignorance and stupidity, decided to uh, to indict Donald Trump the uh, week before Easter. I know. Yeah, they did that. Really, really clueless. Nothing from nothing leaves nothing. Jim Gossett. You gotta have something. Come on. If you're coming after Trump. Joyful warrior. Bragg is the Democrat's hero. Nothing but a big fat chum. Nothing from nothing leaves nothing. You gotta have something if you're gonna go to trial. How can you get a conviction when it's pure fiction? Your case is a semen pile. <laughs> nothing from nothing leaves nothing. Alvin's got nothing. Oh. His case is fake. cross-examined like he'd never been cross-examined before. If you want to uh, support Jim Gossett, he's got a Patreon page. It is a uh, 
Uh, I don't want to hear. I, don't, I would love to hear it again. I'm just not going to hear it right now. Uh, but anyway, it's Patreon page. Patreon is a where creators go and they can get paid because uh, so many uh, conservative creators are under attack. They can't get any work. Comedians and whatnot can't get any work. So what you can do is go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, and look up Jim Gossett Comedy, and you can give them, you know, give them five bucks a month. And then you'll get unlimited access to all of the song parodies that he and I have worked together, all of the ones he did on his own, like that one just there. So Patreon and Jim Gossett Show. So a little bit more on uh, the uh, indictment of Donald Trump next week during Easter week, which is just, is just, wow. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's wow. Uh, and for a number of reasons. I think you understand what they are. I'm not, cons- I'm not uh, in any way, shape, or form comparing uh, Donald Trump to Jesus Christ, but... Uh, we know the storyline, and we know how it ends. I'm just going to tell you. <laughs> and it's not, by the way, pardon me, I choked on a, on a cough drop. It's not ending well for those who would, uh, who would side with the left. For instance, CNN, uh, CNN bosses are calling for patience as views are plummeting uh, 61%. Uh, the, CNN's viewership is down 61%. Literally, they are attracting about, uh, let's see, uh, one point, no, no, 473,000 people uh, per night in a country that has 330 million people. So they're a non-factor. I mean, you have to watch it when you're in airports, but they're a non-factor. We also know that all of their, all the woke nonsense, Disney just laid off 7,000 employees. I'm not celebrating that. It's just that you and I are winning. Now we've got to get uh, behind the candidate who can turn this nonsense around. And I'm going to tell you again, nothing in this trial is going to keep Donald Trump from running for president. That's where they've made a giant mistake. What it will and has, is already doing is making him much bigger and more popular than you ever imagined. And I told you this. I said that, and, and if you, I quoted Rush Limbaugh. Rush said that Trump voters are not leaving him, and they aren't. But you know what's going to happen? People who didn't vote for him last time are going to vote for him. Because 72% of us think the country's going in the wrong direction. Last night, Jason Whitlock was on, uh, on Fox, and he was rather morose and angry. And, uh, and as so many were initially upon hearing this, I want to play a little bit of, uh, of Jason Whitlock. Um, and I understand his sentiment. Never voted. Uh, and so I'm not saying that with pride. I'm hardcore MAGA tonight. I'm, I'm har- I will be voting. I am hardcore MAGA. I've never voted. I, I did. You know, I observe Trump. I'm somewhat yeah. supportive of Trump. But they have made me MAGA. And they have made me ready for whatever is next because what they are building for young people I can't I can't sit by and just let it happen without raising my voice and without willing being willing to sacrifice whatever so that kids don't live in a communist Marxist society. These people that think the government is going to take care of them don't understand history nope. that they've never studied history. Mm-hmm. They don't understand how tyrannical a government is. <laughs> they're children. They're ignorant children. <laughs> what, what's if they have their way? I, 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 if they have their way, we're all catching hell, except for the elites. And yes, I have a very good bank account, and perhaps I'm an elite. But my heart is working class. My there you go. It is. 
We can do this. All right, coming up, my friend Chris Salcedo. Also, oh, shucks, the Trans Day of Vengeance has been canceled. Oh, no. And AOC gets confronted by libs of TikTok. It's a glorious thing. Stick around for that. This is a Friday edition of The Rob Carson Show. and anthem kneelers. I think it's misguided to protest the anthem and the flag. Yeah, we're done with you. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show as we are joined by TV host, radio host, and liberty-loving Latino, Chris Salcedo from Newsmax on the Newsmax Highlight. How are you, sir? Brother Carson, great to talk to you, my friend. You know, I uh, have thought a lot since we spoke yesterday afternoon, and I think like so many conservatives, we all felt a little down in the tooth with regard to uh, the announcement from Alvin Bragg with the uh, the trumped-up charges, the history-making indictment that should never have happened. Uh, it is an abuse of power. It is an abuse of history. It is abu- an abuse of tradition. And, and we were very bummed out about it yesterday. But, Chris, I, I, I uh, last night was was pondering about this and I didn't sleep very well and then I was finally able to uh, fall asleep when I remembered that Alvin Bragg by chance or uh, by accident decided to indict Donald Trump the week of Easter and I thought that was kind of interesting Chris and I'm not meaning to uh, uh, to make Donald Trump uh, Christ-like he is not Christ-like but we know the story we've seen the story throughout history and it never ends well for those who persecute innocent people and those who persecute and abuse power against their enemies. So that has buoyed me, Chris. We've got a lot of fighting to do. Uh, what have you been thinking about uh, now that you've had a chance to digest the uh, the news of the last uh, news cycle? Well, first of all, that's why I love you, man, because you you are you see the sunny side. And, and look, I, I've got to be honest with you, I don't think it's an accident. That a government that is consumed with with those who hate those who worship God, uh, as Catholics have been targeted, as Christians have been targeted by this regime in Washington, I don't think it's an accident that uh, President Trump finds himself under the, as you point out, historic indictment in in uh, coming up on Palm Sunday. I don't think it's an accident. I don't think it's an accident that this indictment came down on the anniversary of the attempted assassination of Ronald Reagan. I don't think it's an I don't think that's an accident at all. You know these leftists, you know their symbology. And I think you're right that in the end like in the Soviet Union, they ended up falling but they did a lot of damage uh as they took and stole people's rights. And I think that's exactly what's at play here. Mm-hmm. If I was purely a political animal, Rob and thought, you know, uh, if I'm looking at this through a political lens, a primary lens, I, President Trump just secured the GOP nomination for president. And if I believe these were normal times and I believe they weren't so consequential, I'd say, well, you know, there you go. That's fantastic. But what I really worry is for the precedent that this sets. This this is a permanent division. The Democrats have gone down, which, of course, has been their goal since perhaps the founding and the adoption of the Constitution. This has been the left wing's goal to set us at each other's throats irreparably. And I think with this indictment and with the coming prosecutions in other jurisdictions that will solidify the permanent divisions in the no longer United States of America. 
That's one of the reasons why I have uh, been focusing a little bit on the words of Marjorie Taylor Greene about a month ago. And she said we need a national divorce. I saw that echoed yesterday from Vivek uh, Ramaswamy. And uh, and I don't believe we need that. I do believe that this, this uh, and, and it used to be considered, and there's nothing wrong with it, but it was kind of a fringe uh, movement with regard to a convention of states, which essentially would uh, reel back the power of the federal government, fund a good deal of the federal government, take away a lot of the, uh, the, uh, the, the duties of the federal government that are redundant duties of the federal government that are covered by states, return power to the states, and then you can choose if you want to live in California. You can choose if you want to live in Texas, and they can govern. Uh, they can govern those states the way they want. What will happen is what we've seen before, and that will be that they, well, they already are, but they will further descend in to the hellscapes that they have become and ultimately come screaming across the border to uh, the, the land of freedom. So I've been thinking about that. we got Mark Meckler next hour from Convention of States. Uh, what do you think about that, Chris? What, how, do you, how do you suppose uh, we turn this around? We, we come away from the brink with regard to saving the country and our judicial system. Well, Mark Meckler, a good friend, I believe Convention of States is a way to operate within the system. But I want to share a story that Ronald Reagan, it was a joke, actually, that Ronald Reagan told uh, quite often about our opponents of his day, the Soviet Union. And he was talking about an American and a Soviet citizen in a conversation about their respective countries. And the American was was boasting, you know what I love about being American is that I can get out there and I can decry the actions of the government. I can say how dissatisfied I am with, with, with government's conduct. And uh, I can shout it from the rooftops. And the Soviet citizen, to the American's amazement, said, well, I can do that too. And the Soviet citizen said, the only difference between us is that uh, you will still be free after you've said it. Yeah. And well, as, as we watched the Day of Vengeance yesterday, yes. Christopher Ray and his so-called FBI was nowhere to be found. Yeah. As we watched the uh, the... For the offenses that were allegedly conducted by January 6th rioters being conducted by left-wingers with no consequences across this nation because the FBI supports left-wing violence and the Department of Injustice supports left-wing breaches of the law. I think uh, I want to put a cautionary tale out there to to all conservatives that this government, don't, don't get out there and identify yourself as a conservative and a supporter of the Constitution, a supporter of Trump. Don't do this Soviet-style government's job for it. Don't identify yourself. Because if you do, you're making their job very easy. They've already telegraphed, Rob. They've already telegraphed. They've got some open spaces inside of one of their FBI gulags for unnamed uh, individuals from January 6th. And they're just waiting. For Trump supporters to identify themselves so they can be slipped into those slots. This government is no longer of, by, and for the people. And the way we start to fight back, to your question, the way we start to fight back, if you have a, if you have a trip planned in New York, cancel it. If you have uh, a, a merchant that ships goods to New York, stop it. We have to stop funding and stop supporting those who have declared war on us. And we have to stop it now. Economic warfare and lawfare is what is within the Constitution and within law, and it is within our grasp 
to push back and disincentivize their words, not mine, the enemies of freedom. Now, Chris, uh, you know that part of the First Amendment is to be able to redress your grievances with the government. And for the last two plus years, Washington, D.C. has uh, been effectively censoring the voices of Americans. There was a trucker convoy. There was a trucker convoy. They followed the the suit of Canada. Canada, by the way, descending into Marxist hell. The the truckers up there inspired a movement the world world round. They didn't have the First Amendment, but they did. Canada and uh, Justin Trudeau got a hold of their finances, shut down their bank accounts, uh, did everything they could. When the trucker convoy came to Washington, D.C., the uh, the law enforcement officials uh, kept people from exiting into downtown Washington, D.C. My fantasy, Chris, would be to, uh, to literally surround the beltway of Washington, D.C. with tractor trailers where you leave a, a lane open for emergency vehicles, you park your truck, you shut it off, and you throw the keys as far as you can get them until Washington Washington, D.C. finally listens to the American people. That is hoping against hope, Chris, but I do like your economic model with regard to New York City. Yeah, not just New York City, the entire state of New York. What what everybody has to understand is that New York is now home of socialists and socialists in the Soviet style who say, find, find, show me the man and I'll show you the crime. This is how our political enemies, Joe Biden's words, not mine, enemies, this is how they've decided to, to, to proceed. They are trying to take out, through the force of, of, of law and fabricated charges, their political opponents. And if they want to go down this road, that's fine. Uh, I, I fully recognize that this is what the left wing has been after, Rob, that if we yeah. join and we reciprocate and give them back what they've been giving us, that it is a recipe for permanent division. But we have choices. We can either... Surrender, like Mitch McConnell and John Cornyn and, and Mitt Romney, basically saying, well, we're going to allow the left wing to completely attack our constituents and uh, unjustly attack us and do nothing about it. That's the Mitt Romney way. That's the Mitch McConnell way. Yeah. Or we, the people, can start saying, no, I think we're going to do everything we can to push back. And, and perhaps now is the time to go underground and work on these issues uh, so that the not make it so easy for the Apaches in our Soviet style government to clamp down on this. Uh, many people are fearing that, uh, and, and Glenn Beck said last night that he, uh, we, we need to remain peaceful. We always are. Trump supporters are always peaceful. They always have been. Uh, the only way that uh, Trump supporters uh, are uh, reflected as violent is when Antifa and other uh, and government officials I- infiltrate the crowd, as which, which uh, happened on January the 6th. This is coming out. I want to ask you about Jacob Chansley. Uh, this week, uh, under the radar for news media, Jacob Chansley, the face of the January the 6th, insurrection that wasn't an insurrection was freed from jail 14 months early after exculpatory video showed that the federal government those in charge nancy pelosi and the january 6th committee hid evidence from his defense attorneys that exonerated him and uh, they just kind of expect that's going to fade off into the rearview mirror of history i would venture to say that many in the the bastille of the washington dc prison uh have the same sort of exculpatory evidence waiting for them. What are your thoughts on Jacob Chansley, the QAnon shaman, as the, uh, as the Democrats labeled him? You just beautifully illustrated my point um, uh, very eloquently. Uh, 
uh, I've got to say that we have had it confirmed that the Department of Injustice, the FBI, uh, many of the the institutions that we have come to rely on and that we are forced to financially support have turned against the American people. They are partisan. They are for the Marxists. They are uh, for the leftists. And they are against those who yearn to breathe free. Jacob Chansley was a prime example. It took two years and a, and a, and a narrow flip of the United States Congress to, to release the, the video to Tucker, only one, only one host, sadly, uh, it's Tucker Carlson over at, over at Fox News, who managed to get out video for one day, then we all speculate under immense pressure to hide the rest of the video, basically limped the rest of the week, not showing much more of that video, yeah, which yeah. shows you the lengths, which shows you the lengths that the, whatever you want to call them, deep state, yeah. permanent Washington, that they will go to to supplant the U.S. Constitution, supplant the rule of law, and institute something that Americans never agreed to pay for and Americans never voted for. Chris, you know what I would uh, suggest, and you are talking about uh, uh, effectively um, uh, fiscally boycotting the state of New York, and, and um, you know, uh, I, I agree with that to some degree, but I will tell you that I would like all everyone who's listening to make it a market on your calendar that every day of the week you pick up the phone and you make a call to the House of Representatives or the Senate and you present your grievances not only with regard to this this these false charges against Donald Trump but against the deep state against the censorship of uh, freedom of speech against the open southern border against the war against the the Chinese war on us and you call either one of uh, the houses of congress once a day i would love it if people would do that and i'm gonna i'm not gonna give you the numbers right now i'll put them on social media but i think that might be another way to do it we have to raise holy hell chris it's time this isn't about democrat or republican this is about good or evil evil people want to change the gender of children evil people want to abort babies until birth the democrat party is standing on the bodies of 60 million million babies since Roe v. Wade. Donald Trump rescued uh, the future generations by getting rid of Roe v. Wade. He also, by the way, unlike 50 years for Republicans, moved the capital of Israel to Jerusalem and, uh, and made Jerusalem the capital recognized by the United States. That also adds to the amazing uh, coincidence that Alvin Bragg is uh, indicting Donald Trump the week of Easter might want to, as you're calling up your leaders and taking Rob Carson's advice, you might want to search another date on your calendar, April 15th. And you might want to remind the so-called leaders in Washington that 100 million taxpayers are no longer interested, interested in funding our own demise. Left-wingers are nothing without a slave class. China shows us this. The Soviet Union showed us this. Cuba shows us this. Venezuela shows us this. The left wing is nothing without their slave class. And I, for one, as an American, no longer wish to finance the loss of my rights and the loss of my freedoms and the destruction of my country. We are no longer, we are not just a means of production and taxation. Chris Salcedo, you're on tonight. Give me in 30 seconds what you got coming up. 
everything that you and I just talked about, Rob right. Carson, and more. We've got Rudy Giuliani coming on, good, a man good. who might be able to have some insight if President Trump is going to have a, a charge manufactured against him, Rob. What about this Hunter Biden laptop? Is there sufficient oh, yes. enough evidence to indict Joe Biden? All right, very good. Chris Salcedo, God bless you, brother. Talk to you soon. Let's take a break. It's the Rob Carson Show. Time to put Nancy, Joe, Chuck, Bernie, and Mitch in a retirement home. Rest well and rest easy. You deserve it. It's the Rob Carson Show. You got to watch uh, Chris Salcedo today and Rob Schmidt. Rob Schmidt is exposing the political attack on Donald Trump and American laws this week. Uh, Rob Schmidt looks at the secret players, including George Soros, who've been targeting Trump. Uh, watch uh, Rob Schmidt, 7 o'clock Eastern, by the way, uh, the hottest show on cable, and you can find Newsmax on your major cable systems. Then back on DirecTV at 349. That's another thing. That's another great thing, by the way. Get rid of, don't, don't even watch ABC, CBS, NBC. Don't even watch a PBS or MSNBC. Uh, they're nonsense. They've gotten us into this position. Turn them off. They're worthless. Their, their ratings are worthless. People are turning them off. Don't even pay attention to them. Focus on what's important, not their bullcrap messaging. Let's go to uh, Chris in Fort Worth, one of my favorite callers. Chris, my brother, how are you today? My brother Rob, it's your man Chris in Fortress Fort Worth. I'm sitting in my bunker behind my wall. All right. but yeah, our fearless leader is, went just recently to Fortress Waco. To show America the MAGA movement is the most powerful bit movement in American history. It Next is. to the Revolutionary War and the Civil War. And it's bigger than the Democrat or Republican Party. Yep. And by trying to take Trump out of the picture just enrages us more. Now, I'm not saying that it's a call to arms. I'm arming myself with God. Actually, I don't own a firearm. I had to lose them when I had tight times in the past. Okay. But he, he's been attacked on all angles, even by Republicans. Where are these attorney generals of these states? Why aren't they trying to prosecute the, the sins of both, of both uh Clintons and You know what I think? And I heard my friend Chris Plant. Uh, Chris Plant, uh, by the way, uh, my friend Chris Plant said that all of these Republican AGs need to bring impeachment uh, proceedings or at least an investigation of Joe Biden's bank records and whatnot uh, to the fore right now. And we need to file uh, articles of impeachment against Joe Biden. We need, uh, we need multiple people to do that. We need to not just sit back and let the Democrats wage war with regard to the legal system. It's time to bring hell. We've got them outnumbered with regard to state AGs. We have them outnumbered. We have the control of the House. And it's time to fight fire with fire. It is time to rain legal hell down on this crooked, damned president and his crooked, damned family and this this uh, Democrat party and the rhinos in Washington, D.C. If they want to do this, then bring it, because I think we're done with it. Go ahead. I agree. But, and you're right. Uh, I, I, you're my buddy. <laughs> you're my brother. But uh, again, this is a clear and present danger to the Republic of the United States of America. All right, Jake, I got, or, or Chris, I got to run, brother. I appreciate it. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. 
Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. This is the Rob Carson Show. It is, and by the grace of God, it is finally Friday. I know that these are troubled times, but we have to... We have to soldier on. We have to recognize what we're up against. We have to recognize this isn't political. This is good and evil. And by the way, uh, if you uh, if you are on the side of an open border that has literally allowed the DHS to uh, lose as many as 85,000 migrant children released into our country to be labor trafficked, then you are on the side of evil. President Biden's uh, deputy Department of Homeland Security admitted that many of the lost tens of thousands of unaccompanied alien children released into the United States over the last two years are being labor trafficked. This, according to uh, Judiciary Committee uh, hearing this week, uh, Senator Marsha Blackburn noted that 85,000. Uh, unaccompanied minors released into the U.S. interior from the DHS have been lost in the system after being sent to live with sponsors and family members by the Department of Human Services, HHS. We've got 85,000 unaccompanied alien children who have been released into the U.S., and HHS has lost track of those unaccompanied children. What you're doing on the border is causing 85,000 thousand children to be lost can't find them not knowing if they're being trafficked put in games put into the uh, the sex traffic uh biden asked alejandro mayarcus how many more uh, uh how many are being trafficked and what the administration is doing to find them uh mayorkas though replied by suggesting the dhs is focusing on busting labor trafficking schemes because many of the uacs are ending up in brutal factory jobs it's happening happening when i was a kid I, I remember when i was in high school i grew up on a farm and we grew up pretty damn poor and we didn't know about it i didn't really know i was poor i grew up poor until a few years ago <laughs> uh and uh, and one of the big jobs of working at the slaughterhouse man to work at the slaughterhouse you can make you know all sorts of money when I was growing up, that's where you wanted it. That was the plum gig. It didn't matter. And, you know, uh, a lot of the times you think that, oh, those are jobs just taken by people from south, south of the border coming in. No, 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 man. They were a big deal when I was growing up. You get on the slaughterhouse, you can make twice as much. You can make three, four times minimum wage. It's a terrible job. Well, uh, those, uh, those workers are being replaced by children. It's, it's being shown, and then I can't even begin to, amount, uh, uh, to, to speculate about the number who've been child sex trafficked. Where I live, and, and chances are where you live, there's, a, there's probably a strip mall in a seedy part of town that has a, uh, an Asian spa. An Asian spa. And you can go in and you can get an Asian spa. And the only people to go in there generally are, are middle-aged men. And they go in there, and if you, if you walk by them, they'll, they'll put their head down a little bit, and they'll go into their Asian spa. And generally they are uh, supported by the Chinese mafia. And generally they, uh, they uh, enslave people. So there's that. So if you're down with that, then you're on the wrong side of history, people. Um, let's go ahead and uh, let's before we dive into other things, let's go to Jake in Annapolis, the capital of Maryland, uh, which is the center of uh, Libtardia. Uh, Jake, welcome to the show, man. What's up? Thank you. Well, um, I want to ask, um, ask you, what strikes the greatest fear in your heart? 
The greatest fear in your heart is getting a notice in the mail that's either from the IRS, the NBA, or the federal government. Now, we have control of Congress, and there are three subcommittees in Congress looking in to Alvin Bragg, okay? All you simply need to do is call up Mayor Adams saying, listen, we want you to pull your books on all the federal funds that are going to your city for um, crime control and for education. We're coming by to look at those books and watch Alvin Bragg squirm. Yeah. Wouldn't it be cool if somebody uh, saw Alvin Bragg and uh, and then uh, sought to find a crime in his past? Don't you suppose all of us has have some sort of small misgiving that we may have done in our past that could be uh, magnified by a prosecutor to make it into something much worse? Don't you suppose maybe we could do that to Mr. Bragg? Right. See, that's my point. My point is... Yep. Yep. We fought to get control of Congress, and then we don't do anything with it. Yeah. Like, they, they impeached Trump twice just because they had a five-member majority in Congress. We yeah. have a majority. It's time to do something with it. And that's what's really making me mad, yeah. is there's not enough coming out of Congress to looking into Bragg, New York City, the state of New York. What are you doing with all of our federal funds? Yeah, and also I would mention that I think we need to make a part of our daily ritual, which, you know, may include getting a cup of coffee, taking the dog out for a walk, calling both houses of Congress and telling them to fix this crap and save the damned country. How's that sound, Jake? Amen. All right, my brother. All right, thanks for the call. I think we need a musical interlude from Jim Gossett. What do you think? Nothing from nothing leaves nothing. You gotta have something if you're coming after Trump. Thanks for the votes. Bragg is the Democrat's hero, but he's got zero. Nothing but a big fat chump. Won't keep him from running and made him more popular. Nothing from nothing leaves nothing. You gotta have something if you're gonna go to trial. How can you get a conviction when it's pure fiction? Case is a semen pile. <laughs> nothing from nothing leaves nothing. Nothing. Alvin's got nothing. Yeah, got this nothing. case is fake. The jury has to be knowing that Michael Cohen is nothing but a lion snake. All right. So, I, I don't know if you knew this, the uh, Trans Day of Vengeance was uh, was canceled this weekend. That's kind of weird. Now, the left is going to do their typical pass. Oh, sorry. For some reason, that song Nothing. Wants, to, wants to continue to play, and I apologize for that. But uh, the Trans Day of Vengeance has been canceled, by the way, in case you wanted to know. Uh, and the left is going to use its passive-aggressive uh, uh, modus operandi. What they'll do is they'll blame it on uh, people who they imagined would be there. Uh, you know, uh, the people who are against the radical LGBTQIA plus um, uh, ideology. They, they, nobody had expressed any interest in attending this stupid thing. Uh, only the radical left had planned on it, okay? So they had planned this Trans Day of Vengeance rally after warnings of, quote, a credible threat of uh, life and safety. Now, the, the credible threat for life and safety comes from these morons. It's not from anybody else. Uh, nobody really, I don't think anybody was really interested, uh, Trump supporters or people who are against us, were interested in showing up for these, uh, these morons. 
And so they're going to try and blame it on us, even though there is no transgenocide. There is no rise in crime with regard to transgendered individuals. I heard my friend Chris talking about it today. And uh, and actually, the incidence of crime, uh, murder with regard to transgendered individuals is lower than the general population. And a lot of it happens because transgendered men... Are, are, are many of them, some of them in larger cities, are they prostitute themselves for a living, and and uh, the the uh, incidence of murder from that is greater. Well, and also just any any prostitute in general, it's a very dangerous, uh, various da- dangerous profession. But the listen to this the uh, the organizers of the Trans Radical Activist Network, okay, Trans Radical Actress Net- Network, they're saying that there was a credible threat to life and safety. They're the ones bringing it. They said Thursday that threats on social media have led them to make the decision to cancel the event. Now, remember, they're called the Trans Radical Activist Network. They are encouraging their members to get guns, the kind that the government wants to ban, by the way. The demonstration would have been held outside the Supreme Court, but astronomical amounts of hate from around the world forced them to cancel. That's a lie. What happened was a transgendered individual went in and killed six people in a Christian school. That's it. That's why. Because their movement just committed suicide. Here is uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre lying about it, making up something, which proves to me that all of this transgender genocide nonsense is not organic. It is a plan. Uh, Our hearts go out to uh, the, those, the trans community as they are under attack right now. Our no, they're hearts not. go out. No, they're not. They are not. The people who are under attack died this week. And how sickening that three children and three adults can die in a Christian school. And this jackweed makes the murderer some sort of martyr. Here's a little bit more of her. What is the White House's message to these lawmakers are passing these bills and to those who are taking to the streets to protest them? So look, um, first of all, we, uh, we support peaceful protest. Uh, we think it's important for Americans and people just across the country to make their voices heard, uh, just as long as it's peaceful. Uh, what about the summer of 2020, jerkweed? And we've been very clear about these... Yeah, I call her a jerkweed. ...anti-LGBTQ bills that we're seeing in state legislatures. It's not. Nope. Just keeping sex and sexuality away from children. ...legislatures across the country, in particular these anti-trans bills, uh, as they attack trans kids, as they attack trans parents. They don't. Not at all. Not one little bit. You're wrong. Uh, it is. It is shameful. No, not really. Uh, You know what? You know, shameful. Telling a four-year-old they can change gender, putting them on uh, puberty blockers, and then uh, uh, surgically castrating them, or uh, or doing hysterectomies on young girls. Acceptable. As you mentioned, tomorrow's Trans Visibility Day on a day that we should be lifting up our trans. Yeah, honestly, uh, nobody really cares about people being transgendered. Not one little bit. They don't. It's really not that important. Uh, It's not important to me. I've got a million things going on in my life. I don't give a I don't give a rat's behind about your sexuality, honestly. You really, you've really got a, an ex, uh, just an inflated sense of self-worth that you would think that I care if you want to be the opposite sex. I don't care. 
It's when you get the kids involved, that's the problem. And everybody knows that, by the way. Oh, and then, and then yesterday in, uh, in uh, Kentucky and in, uh, in Tennessee, radical transgendered activists went into state houses to, promote, to protest uh, assault weapons. It's a, the same thing, actually. It's worse than January 6th because there weren't Antifa in the crowd to break out windows and, and let peaceful protesters in. See what I did there? But that's what happened. And it's funny because uh, one of the weapons, there was no assault rifle, uh, rifle being used by the shooter, Audrey Hale, transgendered individual. NBC is no longer saying the individual is transgendered, which means that they are dead sexing someone. Yeah. They're not admitting that the shooter was transgender. In life, that person, everything that person did was to be visible as a transgendered individual. And NBC is erasing it. It's kind of interesting, isn't it? Think about that for a second. All right, uh, I could say another way. Here is, uh, oh, by the way, I don't know if you knew this, uh, Democrats are very, very much into getting rid of uh, weapons of war uh, and uh, assault weapons. Again, the shooter in, uh, in uh, Nashville had a, a pistol carbine rifle, uh, legal and created in 1878. But uh, Alejandro Mayorkas, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the head of the DHS, when asked by uh, uh, Senator John Kennedy what an assault weapon was, had no idea uh, two days ago, and he still didn't yesterday. He was asked about it again. He's still down with banning it. He has no clue what it is. Tell me your definition once more of an assault weapon. Um, uh, Senator, we did indeed um, have a brief exchange on, on that very important, uh, very important subject. I am not an expert. Right. Respect to the definition but, of the assault bans, and so I defer. You are the Secretary of Homeland Security. Yeah, as as I, um, I was about to say, I defer to the experts. Uh, I defer to, uh, for example. I hope he retires so he can pursue the precious full time. The definition of a, uh, an assault a weapon that was codified in the prior iteration of blah, the legislation. Blah, 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 blah. This is a distraction. And, it's nonsensical. Uh, that um, uh, was in operation when I served. As an, an yeah, assistant United cares. States attorney and the United States attorney in the Central District, filler. I blah, must blah, defer blah, blah. to the experts with respect to the definition. Uh, but I will tell you, for example, military-style weapons are ah. of tremendous concern. We are seeing a, um, too much devastation. What is it about a military? What do you mean by military-style weapon, um, uh, <laughs> Senator? Um, I really must must say that you are. Probing a very, very important area. Yeah. Definitionally. Definitionally. No interest in probing a very uh, sensitive area in your life, sir. Uh, in which I do not have the requisite uh, expertise. It's about disarming the population. It's about taking the most effective weapons from self defense from Americans. That's what it's all about. Let's take a break and come back. It's a Rob Carson show. They shut down your kid's school. They forced them to wear masks. They taught them CRT and radical transgender nonsense. Now, Mama Bear and Papa Bear are pissed. It's the Rob Carson Show. Months ago, I played a piece of audio that uh, haunted me, and it haunted you. And uh, chances are, if you're uh, if you're listening to the show, this is this is right at the uh, infancy of the radio program, so you probably haven't heard this uh, on my show. Uh, you know, right now we are facing uh, obviously an existential threat from communist China. It's very clear the uh, the spy balloon was an exclamation point. We face a lot of 
very, very scary moments. We now have Brazil and China recognizing a currency other than the dollar. There are those who are saying that a bank collapse is coming, and if the dollar is no longer the uh, world currency, then the American economy will descend into Venezuela. Do I doubt that's going to happen? I, um, I hope it doesn't. Uh, I'm doing my level best to be prepared if something like that does happen, but I think we have the ability to fight back. But I want you to listen to this audio. This is audio from the height of the pandemic, and this is from uh, 2022, April, last year. And uh, these are uh, screams of people from high-rises in Shanghai locked in their homes by Chinese authorities. Locked in their homes, unable to buy food, unable to live their lives. And I remember hearing these screams and thinking, this is what hell sounds like. This is what hell sounds like. China has created a hell on earth. And I don't know about you, but I ain't going to hell. Let's go to Judy in Virginia. She's a veteran. She has some thoughts on this Friday. Hello, Judy. Hello there. Who's up? I am an ex-Air Force veteran. Thank you for your service. I, uh, it was great. Very but good. my concern is that we don't have enough input from the thousands and thousands of veterans in this country. Uh, they'll fight in a foreign war, but right now I live in a beautiful neighborhood, a lot of ex-veterans. Yeah. And uh, my, my comment is two or two three. One of them is, first of all, our people aren't educated in anything if it doesn't involve money. Yeah. We, are, we are a nation that is uh, basically looking at everything through what's what's in it for me yeah my question is this there are as many bad men and women in the republican elected congress that are not there for the right reasons we need to start by cleaning our own house first Mm -hmm. and when we instead of all this rhetoric on and on and on and on and they they don't do a damn thing as it turns out they haven't in years since reagan was there Yep. My concern is, what are the people doing because we created this problem in this country, and it isn't one little thing. If we do not start standing up for something, we're going down as a country. Yeah, I, I appreciate your concerns, Judy, and I would ask uh, our veterans who have been trained and who have defended our country, and I would also ask the uh, people who are serving right now in our military and, by the way, also our police, who is the party that voted to defund the police? Who is the party that destroyed, uh, in many cases, your your lives and your jobs? Uh, who is the party that uh, was down with the humiliating Afghanistan withdrawal? Before you, uh, uh, you, you, if you're thinking about the future of the country, I would ask those veterans, uh, those active duty, and those first responders, if you want to defend the country, I would strongly suggest... 
you uh, look at what's going on and you fight to turn it around especially. Let's take a break and come back. Mark Meckler, Convention Estates, comes up next. Don't go anywhere. Joe Biden has always been a punchline. Now he's just a joke. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is one of my uh, favorite people who is also the uh, president of Convention of States, also works with the Trafalgar Group. Mark Meckler is on the uh, Newsmax hotline. How are you, my friend? I am great. Good to be with you as always. All right. So you've got some new polling out here this morning with regard to uh, the, uh, the the what's on the mind of uh, Trump voters and Republicans uh, with regard to this um, this indictment by Alvin Bragg. Why don't you give us some of the highlights? It's kind of interesting. Yeah, I mean, to me, the most interesting highlight and this this poll was done just pre indictment. And the question was, what do you think is going to happen if he's indicted? Does it help Trump? Does it hurt Trump? Does it have no effect either way? And I think what's most interesting is the vast majority of the American public, we're talking about 72, 73% say it either helps him or it has no effect either way. And so I think that's really important because I think the Democrats are intending for this to move public opinion in some way or another. Most people either believe it bumps him or it doesn't, at least doesn't hurt him at all. Yeah, overwhelmingly, obviously, with regard to Republicans, but even Democrats are saying that uh, this move by Alvin Bragg is, Bragg is purely political. I've seen uh, essentially kind of a, a 49-48 split from Democrats. That's not, that's not good news for Alvin Bragg. It's not good news for Bragg, and it shows that they're off mark on the narrative. Look, and, and that's why I think there's sort of this dual narrative going around among conservatives. And I hear some people saying, look, this is going to get Trump elected, and, and the Democrats are making a huge mistake, and they think it's going to damage him. I think other other conservatives might be more correct that Democrats want him to be the nominee. They think he's the weaker candidate. I don't necessarily agree with that, but that's what they think. And so they think this might help him to get the nomination, and that that's better for Democrats. Hard to say what's in their minds, but those are two potential lanes there. I don't. I, I I understand what you're saying, Mark, but I honestly don't believe that's the case because you hear people like Corinne Jean Pierre calling the Republican budget the MAGA budget. Uh, we heard uh, uh, MAGA being as affiliated and associated with the reason why MAGA Republicans uh, drove the transgendered individual to to massacre people in a school, which I thought was absolutely despicable. The the White House literally focusing on making the murderer into some sort of a martyr while ignoring the people who died. It really is uh, sickening. Uh, Jill Biden went to the funeral or to the memorial ceremony, didn't say anything like that would help. But I, uh, I, I find it, uh, I, I would venture to say that they're afraid of Donald Trump. Um, and I would, I would venture to say also, and I may tend to agree with uh, Glenn Beck, that the reason why the charges were brought was to uh, create to foment to uh, to create violence and then be able to tamp it down. What do you think about that? Yeah, look, I think that's entirely possible. I mean, certainly, I would argue that's going all the way back to the Tea Party movement. It has been the oh, goal yes. of the progressives to try to move conservatives to violence, and they've not been able to do it for the most part, other than some of what I would argue was uh, was sort of the false flag violence that was created at the United States Capitol on January sixth. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. People on the right just are not generally prone to violence. We tend to be law-abiding citizens. It's the left that does violent protests. It's the left that burns cities down, that 
kills police officers, that ransacks shops. It's just not something that people on the right are generally prone to. Yeah. Um, let me let me ask you this. Uh, have you done any polling since Jacob Chansley was released from prison into a uh, halfway house after exculpatory evidence showed that he did nothing that the January the 6th uh, committee said he did and also uh, that uh, evidence was held from his defense team? Are you doing any polling on reaction from the American people with regard to their feelings about January the 6th and whether or not those have shifted with this exoneration? Yeah, we have not done that polling yet. I'm hoping to do that. This is, to me, one of the most undercovered stories of the year. Of course year. it is. Outrageous undercovered stories. And I would say, look, even by the right, I mean, people are say, people are basically brushing over it. They're doing quick coverage on the right. This is unbelievable. Here's a guy that was vilified in the public eye, convicted, spent serious time in prison, uh, as I understand it, at least 11 months of that in solitary confinement. Yes. And they just quietly released him early after this exculpatory evidence comes out. They don't even admit that it's because of the exculpatory evidence. I mean, that'd be quite a coincidence if it's not. So I think this is a bigger story than the media is making out of it. Well, of course, because it exposed everything. It exposed everything. It it, it exposed the the uh, nonsense uh, surrounding the uh, the the January the sixth arrests. Uh, it, it exposed the criminality of those in charge of the Capitol that day when Donald Trump offered the National Guard to protect the Capitol. When the FBI literally told the Capitol Police chief that at least fifteen known terrorists were coming to infiltrate the crowd. And by the way, there were no known Trump terrorists, but there were thousands of Antifa terrorists around the country who uh, caused the summer of 2020. $2 billion worth of damage, thousands of police officer injuries, uh, the sacking of St. John's Church, the attempted burning down of that, chasing Donald Trump into the nuclear bunker, bunker with his family. So it exposes all of that, and they want to get past it right away, Mark. That's what it's really all about. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And we certainly know that the left-wing media, the corporate media, they're one and the same. They're not going to cover this stuff, but I would say I mean, one of the things that I've been surprised about, Rob, is that the right-wing media is not digging into the Chansley release. because, And again, they mentioned it, but nobody's really making a big deal out of it. I think it's one of the biggest stories of the year. This guy was wrongly imprisoned. If you watch the videos, the idea that he spent 11 months in solitary confinement. Ridiculous. Why? Because he was dangerous or violent. It sure didn't look like that in any of the videos. We don't see he doesn't resist arrest. He doesn't break anything. So I think this is a bigger story than even the right is making of it, and I hope it gets more play. Talking to Mark uh, Meckler of Convention of States. Last night on Tucker Carlson, he didn't even bring it up. He didn't bring up the story that, that he, that, that, that Jason Chansley, the man who was made the face of the January the 6th insurrection that the FBI said wasn't an insurrection, it took a guest on Tucker Carlson's show to bring that story up. Are you out of your mind? He is so, uh, I don't know, being crushed by Fox Media, by Democrats, whatever, so crushed that he wouldn't even take credit for exculpatory evidence that it appears got the face of the January the 6th riot released from prison early. What the hell, Mark? Yeah, what you know, what I'm hoping that we see, and I, I'm guessing that we will, is that as Chansley matriculates out of the prison system, now he's in a quote-unquote halfway house, as he matriculates out, somebody wants to tell his story, and they're going to do a video, or hopefully he's going to do a book. I, I hope the guy gets well compensated for it. And I want to be clear, for any crimes, if he broke into the Capitol, if he broke anything, people should be prosecuted for their crimes. 
seems to me we're not seeing any evidence of any serious crimes this guy committed. Well, Mark, there's you, you have the man convicted. They say that he was violent and all of this. There's no video showing that. The right. only the only video that has been uncovered is him telling people to go home as they tried to break in, telling them to go home, reading the words of Donald Trump, then going into the Capitol, then being led around by the police, uh, literally led into the Senate chamber where he did a prayer for the police, and then at the end of the supposed siege, Capitol Police went into the Senate and said, okay, fun's over, let's go, and everybody left, Mark. All of that video is coming out, uh, and I would hope that the 44,000 hours uh, will be released to other media. Have you pulled that at all? After Tucker Carlson seemed to drop the story after the Monday uh, going on about three weeks ago uh, about the release of the rest of the video and what people if people are concerned and want to see it no we have not and i think you know we have an upcoming round of polling about january 6th uh, i don't know exactly where that falls in our schedule but gotcha. i think we're going to go back to that obviously it's going to be important i think it ties into the the whole trump indictment thing it ties in obviously to trump's presidential run so i think this is going to be a story and a subject of a lot more polling to come all right, Mark, uh, real quick, uh, you are also uh, affiliated and lead the uh, Convention of States. Uh, you were in uh, Topeka, Topeka, the capital of Kansas, and uh, apparently, uh, well, give me exactly what happened in Kansas. I know that we've got, what, 14 states to possibly get a Convention of States? Well, 19 are on board so far. It takes okay. 34. Okay. That's where we're at. Kansas. Okay is arguably number 20. That was interesting. We got a majority in both houses. Really fantastic. Both happened in the same day. Kansas has a weird constitutional provision, which we call the Roe provision, because it was intended to protect Roe versus Wade. It was put in in 1974. It requires a two-thirds majority in both houses. That's unconstitutional under the U.S. Constitution because it restricts a a state's right to call an Article 5 convention. So ultimately, we're looking at the legal options on that. I believe Kansas really was state number 20. North Carolina is moving right now. It's moved through the House, and we are pending in the Senate. I think we probably have the votes to get it done there. Iowa looks good, maybe even as early as next week. I believe we have the votes in both houses. Uh, Rick Santorum will be back there next week. Mike Ferris was there last week. I was there the week before. So I think it looks like we're going to get 20, 21, and 22 in this cycle. I'm going to tell you, Mark, uh, there's so much talk about this national divorce and uh, and the possibility of a divided country, which would be ungodly messy. We know how it ended the last time. I think this is the most common sense approach. I think it is not only fascinating, but it could also uh, finally reel in our federal government, which I think 90% of Americans would say is completely uh, out of control, certainly with regard to spending, certainly with regard to the border, sending money to Ukraine. I can go on and on. Uh, Mark, real quick, how can people uh, get involved in Convention of States? How can people donate to your cause? Because I know it can be expensive. Yep, absolutely. People can go to conventionofstates.com. Here's my ask on a donation. Five bucks a month. If you guys give us five bucks a month, we've got a million people to do that. We'd make it so that I don't have to run around and raise money anymore. We could support the efforts. We don't have an office. There isn't big overhead that that goes to. I work from my home. Okay. You can know it's going right on the target in the states where it's needed most. 
honestly, if you can you can pay three times that for Netflix, you can afford five dollars a month to convent to do convention of states. Mark, you've made an enormous impact on the country uh, from a, 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 a you know a small position, and it's grown. And I just want you to know that I think it's the best way to to heal the country to bring us back together without tearing us apart. So I appreciate you joining me today, bro. Hey, God bless you, Rob. Thanks for having me. You too, my friend. You too, my friend. Conventionofstates.com. I'm, I'm absolutely serious about it. You know, uh, this talk of civil war is, is nonsensical. It doesn't end well for anybody. And I'm going to tell you right now, if this gives you any indication, you know, remember the, the civil war pitted brother against brother. And if you notice in this country, we are pitted against each other in exactly the same fashion. I have in my life dear friends I have a uh, essentially uh, an adopted daughter who has decided she wants nothing to do with me for politics because of what I do for a living and because I supported Donald Trump and still do. And she literally will not have anything to do with me and I will never attend her wedding and I will she will never attend my funeral. And I think that is an ungodly tragedy. Many of my my dear friends, most of my friends liberal Left of center, not 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 radical, but many of my dearest friends who I who I broke bread with thousands of times uh, will not speak to me. Will not uh, my best friend in the world will not. Uh, he said, "Do not come back. Do not. You are not welcome in my house." So we have that same uh, that same division. It's what we choose to do with it this time, and I think a convention of states is the way to do it. Let's take a break and come back. It's the Rob Carson Show. If you're down with trigger warnings, you might want to listen to something else. It's the Rob Carson Show. If you get a chance to check out my TV show this weekend, oh my goodness. Uh, it's epic. It's called Rob Carson's What in the World, and it's on Newsmax. It's um, uh, I, I started doing a political satire show a year before... Uh, Greg Gunfeld very much. And thank you very much. And I do it solo, and I write it myself, and I select the video, and, and I think you're going to enjoy it. It's a g- great commentary, great comedy, rapid fire. I pop in. It's all improvised, by the way, with the exception of, you know, I'll set up the bits, and then I improvise. Uh, but I think you're going to enjoy it. Donald Trump says I'm the funniest man on television because of it. I was invited to Mar-a-Lago for dinner last year because he loved the show so much. That's unbelievable. Those guys selling cars two years ago. So uh, it's called Rob Carson's What in the World? What in the World? I got, I got, some, I got, to, I got to do this story because it's just funny. It's great. I love it. So uh, Anne Andres is a biological male, claims to be a woman. Placed first in multiple women's weightlifting competitions in Canada. Holds the record for women's bench in the province of Alberta. Has uh, gone so far in recent months as to ridicule the real women who compete against him. Here he is actually uh, uh, really doing a video saying, why aren't women good at bench? Why aren't they good at bench? And the answer is, uh, you're a dude. Welcome to Anne Says Something Controversial. Um, Why is women's bench so bad? I mean, uh, because uh, women uh, aren't as physically strong as men. I used to bench press like 350 pounds when I was 30 years old. I could still bench, uh, bench press 225, quite handily, I might say, but it's just the way it is. So anyway, uh, t- Team Canada's male powerlifting coach, Abby uh, Silverberg, has evidently had enough of the non-competitive men migrating to women's sports and gender self-identification policies of powerlifting. And over the weekend, he temporarily identified as transgender to destroy Anne Andre's records. 
just went in since, since Anna Andre decided to midlife become a woman to curb stop women in weightlifting competition. This guy said, okay, I'll just use the system, declare myself a woman for this competition, and destroy that transgendered individual's records. Andres is technically Alberta's powerlift record holder for bench and deadlifts in the women's category. According to Open Powerlifting, Andres' best uh, personal bests are 440 pounds for squat, 275 bench, 575 for deadlift. The transgendered athlete has won eight out of nine female competitions since he first started in 2019. That outrage mounted after Andres added insult to injury by doing that video. And so, consequently, Abby Silverberg served as the head coach for the team's Canada's powerlifting, decided to temporarily identify as a woman to destroy that moron's records. Now, the policy states individuals participating in uh, development and recreational sports should be able to participate in the gender with which they identify and not be subjected to requirements for disclosure of personal information, blah, blah, blah. Uh, hormone therapy should not be required for an individual to participate in a high-performance sport. Individuals should not be required to disclose their trans identity history or whatever. So that's how this guy, Abby Silberberg, took the glory away from someone who stole the glory of female athletes. I think that's so beautiful. I just think it's so good. And then there's Riley Gaines, who uh, had her dreams crushed by a dude who's decided to become a woman his senior year because he wasn't very good competing with dudes and decided instead of William, I'll name myself Leah, and I'll take my six foot four frame with my 72-inch wingspan, and I'll steal medals from everybody. So... Uh, a crowd broke out into laughter as an anthropologist denied the differences between people's bones based on their biological sex. So Riley Gaines was there, and she brought up something, and she said, you know, you're an anthropologist, you, uh, you dig up skeletons. And here's the question she had to say, and it was absolutely spectacular. I kind of forget, but I actually have a question for you. You being an anthropologist, which anthropology is the study of human civilization, human... So if you were to dig up a human, two humans, and 100 years from now, both man and woman, could you tell the difference? Strictly off of bones. No, because there's a migraine. It's the easiest thing you can tell from a, a skeleton if it's a male or female. Just look at the cervix area. <laughs> I mean, with the day when scientists like this jackweed uh, say that you couldn't tell if a skeleton is male or female is the day that you uh, trash anthropology. It's one of the things that I study. I'm very, very into uh, anthropology, also archaeology. And uh, that's the first thing they could find out about a, ske a skeleton in multiple ways, not just the, the cervix area, but all over the body. You can tell if a body is a male or a female. End of story Way to go, Riley Gaines. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show.
Guys, I uh, just want to say that uh, if you get a chance to check out the podcast, if you're feeling downtrodden about the Trump situation, go to Newsmax.com slash listen. Listen to the show today. Share it with others. It's a big deal. And watch Newsmax this weekend. God bless you. Have a glorious weekend. God bless America. And don't catch the stupid. See you Monday.